We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, Tommy goes out with a whimper. Is Lawrence entering the conversation of elite quarterbacks? And Jerome Tang hands out an eviction notice. Special guests include Vinny Pasquantino at 11. We'll hear from Reed and Mahomes at 1145. Now two guys living rent-free in each other's heads. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Oh, man. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? We will uh, doing well. We will get to some comments from Jerome Tang coming up in the next hour. Huge game tonight in Manhattan. KU, K-State, Sunflower Showdown, one of the bigger ones we've had in quite some time. And You going? I'm not going to Manhattan. Nick, no. you going? I'm not going to you're Manhattan. You're the host of the Wave in the Weed podcast. I'm yeah, surprised you're yeah. not going. I'm surprised I you're not know. making a drive. I know. That's actually kind of embarrassing for the host of the Wave in well, the Weed podcast to not go. I don't know if it's embarrassing. I mean, you're supposed to be covering the Jayhawks like nobody else. So, I mean, I feel like you gotta you got to be there. No, I'm not. See, here's the problem. You guys are so status obsessed. You want to be like, you want to be part of the elite traditional mainstream media. Uh-huh. I like to be a part of the new age media, which is not going to anything. Yeah, I don't need to go to. No, no I don't one. Need to talk go to, to no one. Just blog about it. You know what I am? I. You know what? You know why the wave? You know why Wave in the Weed is one of the top podcasts out? Great name. That's why. Is because I'm a fan first, <laughs> and people like that. People like that I'm one of them. They don't want some sort of buttoned-up media credential sitting on press row, not cheering, going to press conferences, asking questions like a turd. They want someone who bleeds crimson and blue, which is what I do. You guys could probably- I actually recall a local media member getting in trouble for doing all the things you're saying huh. at a game last year, two years no, ago. No, 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 exactly. But that's the thing. He, that guy was taunting. He was taunting <laughs> players. And you know what it did? You know what that thing did? It endeared him to Kansas fans. And it made K-State fans hate him even more. Which isn't that kind of the goal? I'm not looking to make fans from catbackers. I like to call them. Actually, they call themselves that. But I like to call them that as well. So we'll talk Sunflower you mean Showdown it is an insult. coming up uh, at 11 o'clock or so right here on Cody and Gold. Uh, people, you can interact with us on the text line, 913-586-7610. If you would like, most people are already saying they're heading out to Bramlage tonight. There you go. How about last night? There though? are some real fans out there. How about last night, though? <laughs> because we Shut knew- up, Cody. <laughs> wow. Already, we're off to a great start already today. You two, there's something, go- there's some tension between you two. The I didn't la- do anything. The last, I mean, yeah. the last week, really. I don't know what's going on. There's some tension between I Cody just think, and Nick. I just think, you know, the act's wearing thin. Wow. Cody's act. Hmm. 
What act? Like it was funny for a while, and now it's just I'm not laughing anymore. <laughs> okay. So keep it up, and then you know I'll treat you how you deserve to be treated. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I think you do though. It does sound vaguely threatening. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, Tom Brady and the Bucks went down to the Cowboys. Their season is over. The Cowboys move on and. Like the, the game itself was uh, a complete blowout, and it was a Tampa team that, to me, looked like the same Tampa team that we've seen all year. Like To me, it was not all that surprising. We talked about that yesterday. But now, really, the question is what, what it means for Tom Brady. That's the more interesting thing here. I mean, we were in Dallas. You're all excited that she got the win last night. But the Brady angle is the more interesting part of this whole scenario is what happens for him. Like I'm, He's not retiring. That is not going to be his last game. I mean, he says he hasn't decided. You don't think there's even – I'll put a 5% chance of retirement. Well, the thing with him I is don't he think could, it's zero. He couldn't announce his retirement, Cody, tomorrow, and then we all still have to wait around for another month or two to actually make sure he really is retiring. I still think that, yeah, because the way it went last time is obviously he was retiring. Schefter broke it. He didn't want to admit Schefter broke it. Then he retired, and then he regretted retiring. And so he unretired, what was it, 60 days later, 45 days later, whatever it was, not nearly enough time. I don't think that it's impossible to think he'll just hang it up. He's got a lot of other money, and I imagine this is starting to feel like a bit of a headache. Because to me, the one difference between Brady this year versus others is there were plenty of times this year that I'm like, are you even enjoying any of this? Yeah, he looked miserable. I'll give you that. Now he's in the middle of a divorce. So that's probably wasn't helping the looking miserable standpoint. So last night, I mean, was was absolutely pathetic offensively. He didn't look good, but that's how this offense has looked a lot throughout the season. I'm not where some people are at, which is that, oh, Tom Brady. Uh, was terrible this year. He actually wasn't. He he really wasn't uh, a terrible quarterback this year. Last night was awful. But I told you, I don't um, think but, he's ever going to compete for anything ever again. So he should just retire. Like, he's not going to compete for titles anymore. That part of Tom Brady's career is So he's just like every done. other quarterback for the most part. I don't I mean, think he can just show up and fix a team anymore. I think a couple of years ago when he showed up in Tampa Bay, he still had that. When it was the perfect fit, when it was the perfect situation. I think you could handpick the team right now. Choose whatever team you think yeah. is the best fit for Tom Brady, where he could go right now. And I don't think he can single-handedly fix any of those teams. So I think if it's... Maybe the 49ers. Maybe that'd be the only conversation if they were willing to walk on Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Look, I don't think he's going to this team, but I would argue, like, if he was the Jets quarterback next year, I think the Jets would have a real chance to win that division and compete for a title. That defense is good enough. They got enough playmakers and offense. Look, I don't think he's going to the Jets, but, like, that would be one. Where I don't understand is the talk about him going to the Raiders. That one still makes no sense from a football perspective. From a marketing end, yeah, okay, that, that makes a whole lot of Thanks. sense. There are odds, of course, out on where Tom Brady will end up, his next team, assuming he doesn't retire. The favorite is still the Bucs just because he's already there. But I, to me, retire. Don't go back to the, to the Bucs. Why, why would you do that? I understand they had injuries this year. I don't well, think you to- said I don't before think that staying Bowles- in that division makes a lot of sense because that is the weakest division in football. It is. It definitely is the easiest path to get to the postseason. But do you think it was all injuries is why the Bucs struggled? Or is it coaching as well? Byron Leftwich reportedly is going to be fired as the OC as well. That seems unnecessary. Um, it didn't seem like it was so his fault. The The Five favorites for Brady's services next year if he stays in the league. Bucks at two to one, the Raiders plus two fifty, the Niners th- plus three fifty, the Patriots at plus seven fifty, along with the Dolphins at plus seven fifty. Do any of you think Tom Brady can still go to a team and propel them to the Super Bowl? Like it's not even a knock. I you know, I think sometimes like because it's happened too many times in Tom Brady's careers, we've discussed on this show, people just saying, because I'm not saying, and I don't think at any point I was just like Oh, he is the worst quarterback in the NFL. I just don't think he's good enough to win titles anymore. I mean, he has more than anyone, so it's not like he has to feel bad about it. I just don't feel like his emergence onto a team immediately solves it. Borderline, honestly, it, because he's a free agent, 
I don't know that his best chance to do that, just pop on a team, wouldn't be to wait out one of the better teams and seeing if a quarterback got hurt. Like, I know that Tom Brady doesn't normally do that. Yeah, Let's say next year, week eight weeks through the season, Jalen Hurts goes down. You'd be better off settling into that role. See, I don't think that's – I don't the like the greatest of all times not sitting around middle of the season and doing that. I, Just waiting for someone to call like Cam Newton. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a little bit different for, for him. Like, I, I still think a lot of the issues this year were team-oriented than even more so than Tom Brady. I agree with you. Demeanor-wise, he looked absolutely miserable, but maybe that was the off-the-field stuff that was going on as well. And look, frustration. I mean, he's used to winning, and this team won eight games this year. They were below 500 football team and they lost and got embarrassed last night at home to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it was pathetic. They had nothing going whatsoever offensively, and yeah, of course, their wretched. defense. But, I don't, you know, you could go and say Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes was the quarterback of the Bucks last night, Cody, and I'm not sure they win the game the way things were going. Like, the whole team, like, they're just with nobody was open throughout much of the night. They couldn't protect Tom Brady for much of the night. The Cowboys manhandled that offensive line. Like, I'm not so sure that, like, last night to me is not like, oh, man, Tom Brady's fault. That, that, that to me was a, a, a team that is just not a good football team this year. They suck. We've said it over and over this year. At least why I didn't believe yeah. last night when you and I were talking about this. Like the Cowboys minus two and a half seemed like a very, very strong bet. And hopefully some other people felt the same way as well. No, we all, the, at least the, I don't know if Nick placed any wagers. You and I at least put some faith behind Dallas yeah. because I, I couldn't get past. I had not a single reason why the Bucks had a chance in the game other than the history of Tom Brady and the recent history of the Dallas Cowboys in the postseason. It seemed kind of unfair. And look, McCarthy ends up being kind of a laughingstock, but into the joke guy a lot of times in the NFL circles. He does have 11 playoff wins now. He has a Super Bowl title, and they played a great game last night. They were one of the best teams. And credit to the NFC East, who managed to get three teams into the final four of their conference. What we might have thought possible from the AFC West this year before the season started. Obviously, it didn't come anywhere close to that realization, I guess the closest they got to was maybe having two if you count the first half of the Chargers game against the Jags. But it's just with with Brady, like at I think it's this is the this is probably the time is old or the tale's oldest time, which is there is it's really hard to walk away on top. And it's really hard to convince yourself to do it when you should. When it's just like you just won a title and you're John O and you're like, I'm good here. I'll Manning did the same thing. Peyton Manning did the same thing. Yeah, but but Manning knew, man. Manning knew. He played awful. He was done, right? Yeah, he was done. It was so obvious. He got the Super Bowl, and he's like, this is perfect timing because now I can walk away. I didn't have to feel weird about it, and I was done playing good football anyway because it happens quick. Like, Brady still had a productive year from a statistical standpoint, but he threw more picks than he normally threw. The team was worse than he normally are. He had an early first-round exit. That could go from... He, like, had 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns pretty much two years ago to a little bit worse than that this year in an early exit to next year could be bad. And do you really want to see yourself finish playing bad when you've had that career? This is the most almost impossible time to go out on top of all time. It's like when you're you're Jordan or you're LeBron – it's not easy to go out like this because LeBron's not going out great right now either. Now I still think he's got a few years he's left. Playing, to he's not the. I mean, no, GM, he's playing great, but GM the teams Le- he's on aren't good anymore. Yeah, GM LeBron has screwed things up for the Lakers. Uh, him as a player, he's still playing at an extremely high level. That's but why him, there's already rumors that he might go to Golden State in the offseason. Like he, he, not to go down the NBA rap, but yeah, he just made terrible decisions. They let him become the general manager essentially of the Lakers, and it turns out that that's not a good idea usually. Same, we've had these discussions about players that want to do in the NFL. It usually doesn't turn out well when you start letting. The quarterback or in this, you know, LeBron. or the coach be the GM most of the time. A lot of times. Yep. 
It should just be a but separate job. Turns out they're big you, jobs. But you said it. Well, the difference is Tom Brady isn't playing like Peyton Manning was in his final year. Tom Brady still was yeah. one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Not a top five quarterback, but one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So that's why, to me, he's still going to play. I, I still think he can play good enough to be in the postseason. And people will, once again, we'll be sitting here next year at this time. And if Tom Brady's in the postseason, someone will tell me, much like a million people told me yesterday, you can't bet against Brady in the playoffs. He's never loses. He's not going to lose at home. And sure enough, he did. But it'll be this, people will talk themselves into it again next year now on the AFC side it's the complete flip of this which is it's not the old guy battling it out versus Dak who's trying to finally make some noise over there etc and Jalen Hurts who's trying to make a name for himself they've got like an interesting collection of quarterbacks remaining on their end on the AFC side uh, I don't know if you'll everyone will feel the same but it feels like for the next five years this is how it's going to go because unless Trevor Lawrence is going to beat the Chiefs and then beat Cincinnati or Buff or Buffalo, and then go on to win the Super Bowl, I don't think he's cracking into the list of Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes right now, which is clearly every year is going to follow the same path for the next five years is what it feels like. Those three will be in it, and then we'll get our fun rotational fourth young quarterback. It'll be Herbert one year. It'll be Lawrence a different. You know, maybe it'll be Deshaun Watson or Bryce Young if he ends up with the Texans. They'll end up being some other quarterback who exists as the fourth guy who's just there to fill the field between one of these three who's going to go to the Super Bowl every year. This is how it was planned before the season. This is how it was last year. That's how it is this year. This is how it'll be next year, right? Can Lawrence even... If Lawrence won it all, well, would he yeah. get to be a part of this conversation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if, only that, right? If Trevor Lawrence went on this ridiculous run uh, and, and ran through... Uh, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and then Josh Allen slash Joe Burrow, and then maybe Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Cody, I think we would have to. Uh, Probably I think, include I him. think we would have to. Like, that's not that to that full extent it is not going to happen. Um, but yeah, the fourth quarterback, maybe it's a rotation of Herbert. Let's not forget Deshaun Watson is in the AFC. No matter how you feel about him, I'm not, conv- not, play I'm not convinced that like he's just going to vanish uh, and, and, and not be part of the conversation in terms of a playoff team at some point in the near future with the Browns. So like him... Uh, we don't, you know, we don't know matter. What kind Derek of Carr with the Jets. It'll just be some other guy who we yeah. don't care about and we never think is winning it. Well, yeah, the, the we always say it all like when we talk about top five quarterbacks or elite guys. There's a reason why they're that group. There's only three or four of them. There's not going to be seven of them. They're not going to be six of them yeah, because is, otherwise they wouldn't be that special. Yeah, but 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 in different conferences, even when the better quarterback goes, what I'm saying, I guess this is the simplest way to put it. We're getting ready to do the Manning Brady Roethlisberger part again. Sucks to be everyone else in the AFC, but 11 of the next 12 Super Bowl representatives in the AFC are going to be those three guys. It's going to be Burrow, it's going to be Allen, and it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Those are going to be the only people who represent the AFC for the next decade. There'll be one who slips through. Some guy will come through on a better roster and Joe Flacco his way to a Super Bowl once or almost get there like Blake Bortles. But for the most part, that rotating cast of fourth, because every year was the same three guys in the final four. It was always Roethlisberger, it was always Manning, and it was always Brady. It was just, let's see which of these three guys get through. It seems so obvious to me that that's how the AFC has already set itself up. We're at two years in a row now, and I'm pretty sure we're looking at another eight. We'd have to look it up. Nick, We I think we even had a conversation after the Super Bowl last year or heading into the postseason last year, and we all went through and we, we listed off a bunch of these young quarterbacks, Cody, for the next 10 years. And we said, let's divvy up the Super Bowl titles and how many rings they all get 10 yeah. years from now. And I, I don't remember where we were all, we, we broke it down. We right? get Allen one, we get Burrow uh, one, I think, but yeah, I can't remember what the, I honestly don't know the answer, but I, we'll have to re, we should revisit that. It though. was one or zero for Burrow because we were asking the question as he was getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. That's right. Because we had decided that if he didn't win one, then, then he wasn't gonna maybe in this mix. 
I still think we could do that now. And I still think that if you, like, who would you include? Those three? Hertz? Like, I mean, you could include, like, if we just said AFC. Like, take the Super Bowls out of it. How many AFC titles do you think over the next eight years? So that would be a 10-year sample. We know that one belongs to Mahomes, one belongs to Burrow. Over the next eight years, I think one doesn't end up in the three of their hands. Doesn't end up in Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, or Patrick Mahomes' hands. Just one. And it's just the accidental whoopsie team that shows up in the year where these other teams are down. Well, you're, yeah, you're banking on some somebody getting hurt, frankly. Uh, I mean, there's, there's the year where, unfortunately, one of these quarterbacks at some point, somebody's going to be hurt and, and not well, be go available a run. in the Like, postseason. Flacco just was um, great in a postseason once. Yeah, I mean, but I, and I don't remember what the what Brady was like in that particular year and how that all played out. I'd have to go back and, and, and look. I think the thing narrative-wise with Josh Allen and I guess Joe Burrow to a certain extent, but Burrow at least made it to the Super Bowl. Like, if Josh Allen doesn't make it to the AFC title game and loses this weekend... Um, or if he does make it to an AFC title game but loses to Patrick Mahomes again. We all know Josh Allen's a pretty damn good quarterback, but he hasn't won an MVP yet, and there's a chance if he loses this weekend, it'll be another season where he comes up short, right? I, I, I mean, loses that's, this weekend or next. It's kind of interesting. They end up taking you know, we, on Kansas City. We all go through and we assume, because I do think Josh Allen's a top-five quarterback, we assume that he's just gonna he's just going to have one of those. Uh, because he's so talented. But well, also, one guy could still be less. Roethlisberger but, was the last, but he got to two. I mean, Joe Burrow might go to two AFC title games in back-to-back seasons. Mahomes might make it five straight. And Josh Allen... Chance to make it one? You know, like, at, at some point, it'll be an interesting... Especially with the franchise that is clearly all in, like the Buffalo Bills have been. And they'll have some cap issues at some point to figure out as time goes on. Like, You feel like this is much as we discussed before the season. Like, this is the year where if you're Josh Allen, the Bills, like, you have to capitalize on it. If you don't get there this year, I think there's going to be a lot of doubt. Your division's going to get better again. Like, I know we can laugh about the Jets, but, and we'll talk to our guy Vinny Pasquantino coming up at 11, but the Jets seems like they're at least defensively and coaching staff-wise, maybe finally a state where they're getting better. The Dolphins, I think they got a good head coach as well, despite the blunder at the end of the game. We'll see their quarterback situation, but like that division's not going to be a pushover, I guess is what I'm saying. And so like, if you're the Bills, you need to capitalize now, and I think they're in danger of not doing that. I mean, if they miss the AFC title game for the second consecutive year against Cincinnati and the Chiefs, then yeah, they're definitively in third, right? They're in last place in this race of what we're talking about. But I still think it's just going to be them. Like, maybe it'll be... Five, like over the next eight years, maybe it'll be four Super Bowl or three Super Bowl appearances for Mahomes and two for Burrow and two for Allen and then the one for the guy that I didn't do. Yeah, someone points out, what if, you know, Lamar stays in the AFC with a different team? What, you know, what's your thought on him being a random guy? Now, he's, to me, not going to be. He's the random guy. To me, I always want an MVP, but he's the same as Lawrence or Herbert or Lamar's also only played in a single AFC title game. Now, that's all that Josh Allen has played in. So I'm not trying to deny the fact that right now, Josh Allen and Lamar are really actually kind of equal, except for Lamar has an MVP trophy and Josh Allen doesn't. But it's like, I I feel like it's these three and, and no one else. Like, I know that those other quarterbacks can be and have superior talent. That's why Lamar could have his run. Maybe he's the one. Maybe he's the one in the right year with the right coach and a great defense, and he's a very good quarterback, an MVP caliber quarterback. Maybe he goes through. But I feel like over the next eight years, so we'll have a 10-year run, it's just going to be these three. You guys see uh, some good news, at least, though, uh, for the Chiefs heading into this weekend. That's the putting it mildly. Referee assignments. Normally, like, we don't nerd out and look at referee assignments, but these days you kind of have to when uh, Carl Sheffers is, is looming. Uh, he's going to be in Buffalo for the Cincinnati game, which means he's not coming to Arrowhead. Thank goodness. And you informed me today that you don't believe that they can referee in two straight weeks, which means that we should be able to avoid 
the possibility of him officiating an AFC title game. Thank I was informed goodness. by the people of Twitter, and they're never wrong, that you are oh. not allowed to referee. Well, so and I looked it up. It does, sure. No, I looked it up. It looks like the case. You're not allowed to referee in back-to-back rounds, which means no Carl Sheffers for the next two rounds of the playoffs. The next time you'd have to see him is the Super Bowl. Well, there's no way that guy's getting the Super Bowl. Yeah, you sure, he got the there's Super Bowl no two years ago exactly. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, He's, and it did not go great. I don't, there's no way he graded out well this year. There's no way. And he, you just said it. He got he it graded out. out well enough to get a divisional round playoff assignment. Well, there's still how many games taking place this weekend? Four. Yeah, but overall, last weekend, he didn't get any of them last weekend. So they're telling you right now he's, of the four remaining games, he's in the top, what, like 5%? Yeah, but there's only one crew that gets the Super Bowl. So, like, I mean, it's not. You, so, wait, you think he's getting the Super Bowl as well? I would just say I will never not be fearful of that. He, normally, had, it two, he had it two years ago. Normally, you don't get it if you just had it two years ago. But you have to admit that it scares you. There's no way this guy's refereeing a Super Bowl. There's no foul in the play. No block in the back. I'm out. No way. No chance. The league instead sent him to Cincinnati and Buffalo. So he can help I guess, out Buffalo up there. Did you see the the? Of course, people have always done this. The records of those teams when Carl Sheffers is the lead ref. Please tell me. Cincinnati is one and three when Carl Sheffers is the head official. Buffalo is six and one. Hmm. 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 Anybody want to? Anybody want to claim the NFL's fixed? Nick, is your chance? Yes, it's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I and I have. actually know who's gonna who they're gonna give the Super Bowl to this year, but I'm not telling you guys. I'm just happy that he's not officiating the game at Arrowhead on Saturday. It can't happen. We said it after multiple games this, this year that he did officiate. He cannot do a Chiefs playoff game. You can't. I mean, if you're the league, you cannot allow that to happen. Considering what has occurred in the games he's officiated, including him crying basically through a live mic. Do you think that that the NFL actually thinks that there's a Carl Sheffers? Chiefs problem. Do you think that they even bother their day about it? Well, if it's true, like that the the coaches, even if nothing gets changed, the coaches will file like complaints the next day or whatever, and you know, officially file a complaint. Nothing ever really happens, we think, publicly. But if they see that the Chiefs clearly have had issues with this official and they review it, like I would like to think so, but I don't know, man. It's a good sign that they didn't make him officiate this Chiefs game, though. Could you imagine if he was officiating this Jags game on Saturday? How much less confident would you be in the Chiefs' ability to win if it was Carl Oh, Sheffers? I'd be a little more nervous. Yeah. I Way was, more. Yeah, because we've seen his officiating and how it's gone against the Kansas City Chiefs in particular in games he officiates. More penalties all the way around. I mean, we can go out down the list this year alone, let alone. I still think, I still truly believe because these officials are still human beings that the comment that Travis Kelsey made years ago is something that will will affect the Chiefs as long as that guy's a When he called him that he wasn't even good uh, enough to work in Foot Locker? Or, or, yeah, Foot Locker ref or They've whatever. had a lot yeah. of run-ins over the years now, and it seems almost unavoidable from a conversation standpoint. Can the Like, this is what I don't understand, but, like, baseball does this too. Why haven't they just taken the human elements that you can out of the mix? Like, we still have all of this nonsense. Like, uh, you know, people point out, like, delay a game. There's They have microchips. Just if the ball's not moving, it's a delay of game. Or if, like, just take some of the... Well, this goes back to the chain gang stuff. It's the nuts chain that gang we stuff. use like, chains. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Why is it still two dudes standing on there being like, well, pretty close. And they're like, got note cards out. You're like, no, we can't keep doing this. And the NFL was under scrutiny from other NFL teams over, like, the Rams and Seahawks. Lions, or yeah, Seahawks yeah. game, and the Lions were complaining, like, hey, you might have kept us out of the postseason because of what a horrid job you did. And this postseason hasn't started great for the refs. Are they all this bad? Is officiating in all of sport 
this bad? And then my general thing always comes back to this. How are they all still like 1099 employees? How the hell are these guys not in full-time 12 month a year training with you. Yeah, they should Try not be taking full-time. side jobs. Just give them more money, pay them in the off season and make them full-time employees. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And look, as someone would respond back, I'm sure and say, well, how do we, that's not going to solve anything, but you know what? You're a, a, a league that brings in billions of dollars a year. At least show me you're trying to improve officiating by working with the referee yeah. union. That's part of the problem too, I think, but like working with the referee union and, and figuring out, Oh, yeah, uh, they get overly can, sensitive about how, being wrong, too. Like, how you can go ahead and make them full-time employees. Because you're right. I, I don't know if that's going to fix everything, but let's let's try, right? Let's, let's make sure we're doing everything possible to improve it. Right now, we yeah. know for a fact the NFL is not doing everything possible to improve officiating. Do I think on a small percentage of it, uh, it's just because now we have cameras everywhere and it's, you know, broken down by the millisecond and their job is more difficult because we get to see it at a hundred angles. Sure. I, I don't dispute okay, but, that. But because but we have a hundred angles, but, we can get it right. Correct. Well, the best thing that has happened recently with officiating at least is this expedited review stuff. That's great. I love that. Where, you know, a call like don't make a coach have to throw a challenge flag. Yeah, they're like, hey, clearly, a, a, clearly a mistake. No, that's incomplete. I love that. That's great. I don't know why that's taken so long for the league to have that. It just takes time. You know what it is? Some of it's the conversation you're talking about. Referees don't want to appear wrong. Like the in, the inability to admit mistakes amongst umpires, referees, that's the that's one of the biggest problems. Because it's like being wrong is bad. It's like Nick not admitting that he chose the Chargers to go to the AFC <laughs> title game. Uh-huh. He could just admit he was wrong and then no one would care. Man, you guys something you guys got to work something. You guys are just taking <laughs> shots all week already. It's it's Tuesday last week. I didn't say gotta, anything. Nick actually not Why did you insert yet. me into this conversation? I was just I was just talking about like admitting you're wrong and why that mm. could be a good thing. Hmm. You know, Cody, I think what you should probably do is look inward. And <laughs> I think what you're doing when you try and like bring negative things about me, it's you projecting your own insecurities onto me. Like maybe you should look in the mirror and wonder why do you put so much <laughs> stock in who wins a football game? Mm. You know? Our NFL playoff coverage is brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at MetroFord.com. Up next, though, we go back a couple months, and the last time the Chiefs played the Jags, other than the turnovers, the other big thing that I think has to change for the game. Next. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at GANNasphalt.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
All right, just getting started here on a Tuesday. Reminder, coming up at 11 o'clock, Vinny Pasquantino, our NFL insider, going to join us. We'll talk all things Chiefs, all things playoffs. Where does he think all these quarterbacks are going to end up, including Tom Brady? A reminder, though, uh, the NFL did announce a little bit before the show today, for those of you thinking about heading to Atlanta, if, in fact, a neutral side is needed for the AFC title game, that, of course, requires the Chiefs to win and the Bills to win this weekend. That would be in Atlanta. For those of you that are season ticket members, you're going to have an exclusive presale opportunity uh, beginning at 9 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. That's for season ticket members. You'll have uh, an email sent to you already, I assume. And then uh, for those of you that want a chance to buy tickets on Friday, whatever's left, there's a presale you do have to register for. That presale is at 9 a.m. on Friday. And then if you miss the presale and there's still tickets, any remaining tickets would be available Uh, on Ticketmaster beginning Monday at 9 a.m. So that's how they're going to do the the ticketing for a potential neutral site. Two fan bases and anyone who just has money and lives in Atlanta. Like, that's a lot of people to compete against, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, at least the season ticket holder one, that's only the allotment that both teams were given, right? So they're not... You know, yeah, but that's double the allotment that would normally be given for any game when you really think about the attendance part of it. Sure, and I do think fan bases want to travel, but you're also still doing with a smaller pool. Yes, it's two fan bases, but as we know, once you add in hotel costs, flight costs, that does deter some people. But yeah, obviously it's going to sell out, duh. But I'll be curious to see what the the dollar amount is for the tickets, both initially directly through the league, and then what's the resale market look like. Again, there's a chance this game doesn't even happen. The Chiefs have to win, the Bills have to win, but uh, the NFL putting things in motion, obviously, as they have to, to to get things set up for potential neutral site game. And the last time the Chiefs played the Jags, which is, of course, who they're going to have to get through uh, to make any of that even a possibility, uh, it was earlier in the season. The Jags had three wins at that point in time. It was right before the Jags got hot. It was right before the Jags really turned into They fell to three and seven right after. Yeah, it was right right before they got revved up and and going. Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing as good as he had been uh, on the back half of this this season. Certainly, uh, I think we saw them continue to, to get ETN worked more in the offense. And you go back to that Chiefs game. Uh, they actually held ETN in, in check for they the did. most part. Uh, it was the receivers that eventually got going. But Kansas City, despite three turnovers where they kept giving Jacksonville every opportunity to get in the game, the Chiefs were able to, to because of a great performance by Patrick Mahomes, they, they were able to, of course, win that game pretty comfortably. And a balanced performance. It was one of those, he didn't just pick on you with one guy performances. He threw it to everyone. Jarek McKinnon had six catches. Kelsey had six catches. Tony had four. MVS had three. Two each for Juju and Noah Gray. He completed passes to four other receivers in that game. He completed a pass to 11 different players. So it's like he threw it to literally anyone. In re-watching portions of that game, the thing that stood out to me is that the Chiefs have decided matchup advantages at almost every level of the field, even when you factor in the fact that the Jags are playing better. The biggest advantage the Jags had in that game, from a matchup perspective, was Christian Kirk. He went for 100 yards, he had nine catches, he scored a couple of times, he was really good in that game. But that was a time in which they didn't even have their full the Chiefs cornerback grouping. And McDuffie at that wasn't time. back yet. No, McDuffie wasn't playing. The it was still Rashad Fenton. They were dealing with other injuries that were kind of limiting. Or McDuffie was in that game. Was he back? It was just like his first game back. Okay. So it's like they they weren't really who they are as a unit yet. But then when you looked across it, they got five sacks. They attacked every single level. They were fat, they were better at running the ball. They were better at you know, like they 
they seemingly to me, like I know that it sounds like, but they are the they are the slightly worse version of the Chiefs. They actually kind of do like everything they do as an organization is like less good Chiefs. They got the less good head coach, but came from Andy Reid's tree, right? It's like, oh, they got they got eight out of ten Andy Reid, but it's eight out of ten Andy Reid. They've got, you know, across the board, even like their wide receivers, right? Where you might say Christian Kirk, like their number one wide receivers had a great year, 1,100 yards. The Chiefs' number one wide receiver, Travis Kelsey, has been better. Their number two wide receiver, Zay Jones, had a really good year. Juju Smith-Schuster is better than Zay Jones. It's in every single category, maybe outside of ETN. The Chiefs are just better. They're just better than this team. That was the thing that stood out to me. No matter how much better they've played in that time, the Chiefs, by the way, also didn't lose any games after this. They kept winning all theirs, too, except for one, the same as Jacksonville. They both played a lot better. But I think when you watch this team, you will see the difference that the Chiefs are the better team. 10-point win, and that was with the three turnovers. I mean, that's what I keep going back to, is that you won by 10 points, and you lost the turnover battle in a huge way. And it was one of those scenarios where when, when you lose by three in a turnover battle, like you're not supposed to win football games. The Chiefs... You know, yeah. seemingly, at least in that game, Easily. You, you have more when, when you're the Chiefs, you have more opportunities and more outs to to get by with the turnovers. But, you know, come playoff time and we've kind of been viewing it through the lens of playing the Bills in Cincinnati. But I'll, I'll still say with what Jacksonville's got going right now, you, you can't you can't afford another three turnover game against no. Jacksonville. That's not something that you, uh, I think, will be as fortunate to, to overcome like you were in the regular season. Now, I think we've seen the some ball. They'll move the ball yeah. a little bit in this game. They will. But it's it's limited. We've seen glimpses, though, of, of hope on the turnover end for Kansas City, right? The last couple of weeks, we've seen some glimpses because they're also getting some takeaways. And if there's anything we saw in the first half against the Chargers, uh, some, some, even if he was rattled and maybe you think now he's, it's all resolved because of what he did in the second half, I think there will be some opportunities for, for the Chiefs to come up with some turnovers uh, because Trevor Lawrence, I think, will, will make a mistake in this game. It is still a big-time moment for him, even if they're confident considering what occurred in the second half at home. But Arrowhead, of course, you know, we talk about how much of the home field advantage matter in the playoffs. I think, you know, when you're going up against Joe Burrow and you're going up against Josh Allen and it's AFC title games and, and everything on the line there, I think that atmosphere still, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you haven't you haven't gone on the road in a playoff game. That's different. We talk about Mahomes never doing it. Josh or Trevor Lawrence is going to get that in his first year in the playoffs. He's going to, yeah, he had the home game at Jacksonville. It was a great crowd there. But now he's going to have to go on the road. Like, that is a different... It's a different animal for for them. And you said the talent gap. I thought, talent even gap. The, I thought even in the Chargers game, there was a talent gap. The Chargers were a more talented team than Jacksonville. But we saw coaching, ineptness, and everything that went on with the Chargers in that football game. They but, I, I, but I like the difference in this one, talent gap favor Kansas City. And as you said, you still give the edge, of course, coaching to Kansas City. It's just not the same gap as Brandon Staley uh, compared to Andy Reid or, or or any other coach like that, I would say my one big unknown. I think Nick Nick had this stat uh, on the "It's Always Game Day in Kansas City" podcast, but it's the one the the one unknown in this is how, how good is the Jags' pass rush? The last time they got to Mahomes zero times, they averaged seven and a half yards per play as a result of that. They didn't sack him. Yeah, they got a ton of pressure on him, but Mahomes did a great job of, of yeah. getting the ball out, which is that, why they were a better a yard better per play than that. But the Jags have been a lot better. They had 19 sacks, 19 sacks in the last six games. They had 19 in the first 12 games. So they've kind of come alive here during this six-game winning but streak. But wouldn't we also say that when they were playing the Jags and let up zero sacks to them, that the offensive line is playing significantly better now than they were in that game? Like, did the Jags pass rush get so much? It's like maybe they get to Mahomes once. 
But they're not they're not coming into this game. It's not going to turn into a Bucks game. They're not going to get him five times to derail this thing. If that's going to happen to any quarterback, it's much more likely to happen to Trevor Lawrence. Like, I just don't. It's not that I I don't think the Jags are an unserious team or that the Chiefs can't lose to them. It's it's no, the Chiefs are eight and a half points. It's not like last night reason, where I'm though. like, there's no way the Bucks. They are better. I mean, they're, they're they are better than this team. They are talented, more talented in most areas than this team. Yeah, like, I, mean, I I mean, yeah, you're you beat them by ten. I'll go back to that. I know the teams are different, but you beat them by ten and you turn the ball over three times. And I mean, lost that, an that, onside kick as the text line is pointing out. That's as well. Yeah, we were very critical of being caught off guard because uh, yeah, the Jags were aggressive, and we know Doug Peterson is going to be aggressive again. Oh, yeah. and that's that's certainly going to be the case. There's no reason to believe that that won't also be something we see. But yeah, I understand. Like I, you know, as you said, the text line responding. I get some of the nervousness still. It's the play. It's the playoffs, right? You're even with when you have Patrick Mahomes, you're still going to be nervous. Uh, about what team is going to show up. You know, or the, you run into these teams that have these great stories and, and you, you run into a sort of a, a buzzsaw type of team. I don't think that's what the Jags are. I'm not saying the Jags have no chance of winning. That's no, I think they absolutely would have a, a, a breakdown of a, you know, a, probably a 10 or 15 I think it's percent take chance some to win this football game. Yeah. Um, so there's a chance, right? But I, I certainly feel confident based on what we've seen from the Chiefs uh, the last two weeks in particular on the defensive side of the ball too, though, that they're, they're a better defensive team than they were even when they played the Jags uh, the first go around. I just, I, I mean, I really went back and it's just like, okay, well, I mean, they're fine. They're a good team. Uh, they're on the rise, but I, you know, I come back to the common yesterday, which is, it just feels like they're a year too early. We mentioned they played the Jags or the, the chargers, the Jags did right. And in that game, uh, Joey Bosa was back from injury, huge boost. And it should have been a huge boost. And he did make an impact very early on in the game. As a matter of fact, he's and a very good player. Then he started to lose his mind. He lost his damn mind. Yes, he did. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> and we know he got the, the personal foul penalty. Then he spikes the helmet on the ground. Brandon Staley picks it up, uh, hands it to him. And he spikes the, the helmet again. Uh, Joey Bosa was talking after the game though, about the officiating uh, and kind of gave a breakdown of his thoughts. I need to be more accountable for my actions, obviously, but it's uh, it's a heated game and I'm hurting out there. I'm playing on half a leg. Um, I'm getting dragged to the ground, whatever could hurt me along with screwing our team. And yeah, um, maybe some of them weren't as blatant as I thought, but um, I don't know. It's uh, I think there just needs to be more accountability on. Uh, I mean, if I say something to them, I get a forty thousand dollar fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team's season, they get to. They're probably back in the locker room after the game. Like, oh, got that? <laughs> oh, yeah, got him. Fifteen yards. What a loser! I guarantee it. That's what they're talking like in the back. Um, whatever, power trip. Um, I'm sick of those people, and I'm just about my third F bomb so far. Sorry, but man, oof. Other than uh, taking the cussing out he of it, he called them those people. Uh, take, like they're the, just like a separate class of individuals. Before the final 15 seconds where he started dropping F bombs, for the first 25 seconds or so, I thought I was listening to Zach Ranke talk, but Zach Ranke yeah. is a football player. That's what the it sounded like. Don't have much energy. It sounded like Zach Ranky talking at first, and then of course it changed. Do you like the visual image though? Is incredible that he's painting. Like they're back there with champagne flutes, like clinking them together. Like, ha ha, we got Bosa. He threw his helmet. Sucks to be you. Like that's not how this is going down. We might not like refereeing, but I don't think they're like out to get Joey Bosa. His accountability point is fair, right? Nothing happens for them. Like they just like 
it's impossible to be fired from like I've never seen a referee fired for doing a poor job. They just get they get to keep their job forever in perpetuity. There are no fines. It's the same there thing are no for mistakes. Major League Baseball, though. Yeah. It's the the umpires union and the referee union. They're very very strong, and it's very difficult to for them to lose their job. Let's just agree that they that they should never be fined ever again for complaining about refs. They should just be allowed to do it. Look, now it's a break even. You should be allowed to complain about the refs and never be fined. Seem fair? I mean, fans are already going to go after refs anyway. Their concern is that it's going to cause fans to be even more aggressive towards officials. That's that's the reasoning for it. But fans are already we're, we're already we already Too hate Carl, we already hate Carl Jefferson, Kansas City anyway. Who cares if after the game if Travis Kelsey makes a comment again and says that dude sucks? We agree. We already know that. Or that game was called so, like trash. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I get why they don't, the coaches they really don't want doing it. <laughs> but the players in the locker room, I don't, I don't have much of a problem. Do you think with he? It. Do you think they're actually back there celebrating? Do you think no. that they get a good chuckle about? Yes. I'm sure burning guys, they, Nick. I think they talk. They obviously talk about calls and like, can you believe that he said? Can you believe he said that? Like this, I think there's that. There was a highlight I, from this I, weekend I, where a, a, a player said something to a ref, yeah. and then he followed him to be like, "What did you say? Say it again." And then he said it, and he threw the flag. It's like they kind of entice it sometimes. I don't disagree with that. I don't think they're necessarily laughing in the lo- the the referee locker room about you it. But I'm sure they're. Jo- I, I'm sure they they talk about the calls. Like, can you believe that Bosa said that? So I, mean, I threw a flag at when that guy. Refs, I can't believe he said that. When refs are getting hounded by a certain player mm-hmm. all game, mm-hmm. you don't think maybe they're a little bit more inclined to like not give that guy the benefit of the doubt. That's oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. You're saying. I, that I think does happen because they're human. Saying, do they laugh? I don't think. They, I think we talk about it with coaches. Like the great ones know how to sort of work the refs. Not that they get yeah. all the calls, but they know how to pick and choose their yeah. spots oh. when they're going to get on their ass. And yeah, there's like, I, do you think Carl Sheffers ever walked back into his referee locker room and like it felt good to give him a flag no, for that? I don't yes, know. yes, he deserved it for not. I don't know if it up. happened in this instance, but I think it definitely happens. <laughs> These guys are humans. I think you know, like specifically with Carl Jeffers again, like his, he will never forget the comment uh, about the footlocker stuff. And that makes it a little bit easier. Even if something's a little bit of a gray area, like, oh, I could throw a personal foul penalty on this guy, but oh yeah. In the back of your mind, knowing what his view of that player is. Yeah. I think that happens. I just don't agree that like they just go to the club, the clubhouse after the game and are just laughing their ass. Off. Oh, we, <laughs> we screwed Kansas city. I don't think that happens. No, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that. I mean, it may be more know. retirement, I but I could so. see a guy like sipping whiskey in the off season and being like, Oh okay, God, again, it felt so again, good. Different. To, but that means they're thinking about the players. It means they have players. They hate the most. Like they go I home think, to complain about Joey Bosa to their wife. And they're like, the next time they get on the field, they're like, I'm going to throw a flag at this guy so because I think he won't what, shut yeah, up about it. I think what happens is they probably have a little ref locker room in every stadium. And I think about an hour before the game, an hour and a half maybe, the, the whole crew is sitting in there, and then whoever's the, the head official will stand up and say, okay, guys, who do we want to win tonight? And they have a team vote. And so they'll say, I think it should be the Bengals tonight. And they uh-huh. say, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Make sure to call it tight when it gets late, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think they let it play out in the first half, and then the second half is when they really start imposing their will on the game. Mm-hmm. By the way, credit to Trevor Lawrence after the game for the excellent meme usage of they had me in the first half, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was Maybe right after m- near game. perfect usage of that. Let's get to Nick's notes. Write something down. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys, since we kind of teased this yesterday and then even again today with Tom Brady losing last night, what will become of Tom Terrific? That's what I like to call him. Tommy Terrific. Tom Brady is who I'm referring oh, to. Thank, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Uh, oh, I thank thought we could you. do it. maybe a little game of quarterback musical chairs. Pretty simple. I give you a quarterback. You tell me where he's going to be playing football, mm. if at all, okay. next season. 
So we're going to start with guys that are almost certainly going to be on the move and then we'll maybe kind of move down the list. So first up, Derek Carr. Right, he even came out with a statement last week and said, I'm looking forward to a new team in a new city, wherever that may be. I'll give him my best, yada, yada, yada. Where does Derek Carr play football in 2023? Atlanta. Okay. The New York Jets. You've been pretty stir, uh, firm on the, the Jets prediction yeah. with Carr. I just think it makes a ton of sense for both sides. I mean, that, that team defensively is elite. They got an all-pro who was a rookie this year. Offensively, I think Garrett Wilson's the real deal. They're, let's not forget Bryce Hall will be, or Brees Hall, excuse me, will be back next year coming off the injury. Like, they have they have talent there. The quarterback play was just absolutely abysmal for the Jets. I think you go, if you're Derek Carr, they can win 10, 11 games next year with the Jets with Derek Carr. Now, are they going to lose early in the playoffs? Yeah, probably. Before, before you answer, Cody, with either one of those teams, right, because Derek Carr you have to trade for, what kind of package do you have to give up to get a guy who's going to yeah. be making a lot of money? I don't know. That's, I that's think the tough. Raiders are going to ask for the Carson Wentz package, but because everybody knows they will cut him on February 13th if a deal's not done. They've pretty much openly admitted it based on the amount of money they owe them. I don't know, a couple of seconds. I feel like gets it done. And if I'm Atlanta, I'm stuck in quarterback no man land. I pick an eighth, so I don't get the top two guys, which means I got to choose the third and hope that that's the guy. And Derek Carr, optimal circumstances. Indoors, no weather. Like, there is still statistics that support that Derek Carr cannot play in bad weather. You're in a bad division. Tom Brady might be gone. You put Derek Carr with a decent group of weapons in Atlanta, you could win. All right, so another guy certainly not going to go up. I don't know. I'll just leave it open to you guys. Jimmy Garoppolo, where's he playing football? That one's tricky because if, if Chris Ballard hadn't gone the veteran QB route for three straight seasons, the Colts would make all kinds of sense. But I don't think Chris Ballard can do that anymore. Like, I think he, he has to go get a young quarterback. And then I'm like, oh, Washington. Well, there's reports out this week that they're going to go with Sam Howell next year. Okay. Yeah. My guess um, is that Washington's not a bad done, one. Because Wentz is done in Washington. Yeah. They're cutting him. Wentz might be done in general. They have a, basically like a get-out-of-jail. 29 out of, years old. Yeah, he, he basically has a, They have a pretty much a get-out-of-jail-free card with Carson Wentz with the way the contract's structured. Like, they're, they don't have to pay him. They, they're done. And speaking um, of getting out of jail, like, Carson Wentz might – he should probably be sent to jail for the <laughs> for robbery. Yeah, he's been robbing franchises the last him three years. Him and Chief Saholic, is that what you're saying? Should be together down in Oklahoma? Just put him in a jail cell together. I think Jimmy G is either a backup – like, and they take him back to New England and he just kind of battled Stop out with it. Mac You Jones. don't actually believe that. Uh, honestly, I think Panthers. Like, what am I supposed to guess here? There's not a lot of good teams that want Jimmy Garoppolo. There are other bed quarterbacks available. Okay. He's like the fifth best quarterback available, and you can draft guys. Wait, he's the fifth best quarterback available. Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson. These guys Lamar's aren't, not by available. the way, they're not Lamar's, just like available. Lamar's not available. We're going to get to those. So stop. Lamar's you know what? not available. You know what? We'll get to those guys. Brady's available because it's kind of, but All Lamar's right. not. Let's go right there then. Tom Brady <laughs> could be back in Tampa Bay, yeah. could decide to hang him up. If he does sort of enter the open market, there won't be any shortage of teams that would be interested in him, even if it's a short-term deal. So where's Tom Brady playing football? Or is he playing football so next year? I, I do think he's playing next year. I don't think he actually was as bad as people think for the entire season. He was terrible last night. The whole team's a mess. Yeah, they were bad. Um, so I think he plays. And then, to me, the Dolphins and the Raiders, even though I told you I don't think the Raiders make sense. but You I know which team makes the most sense? Okay. If you follow in, like, what took him to Tampa Bay in the first place? Okay. It's San Francisco, and I know yeah. it's like, okay, well, that's his hometown team, but why think about the reasons that, why though? he went to Tampa, right? They had a great defense, great offensive line, good weapons. All three of those things 
could apply to the you, Niners as well. Like, let's say Brock Purdy takes the Niners to the Super Bowl, even if they lose. Like, why, why even why bring in Tom Brady? Why spend because the money and deal with that? I think you know the answer, though, because it's Tom Brady. And their roster is so good. Like, do you want to really invest into Mr. Irrelevant? You like, don't do you have w- to invest in Mr. Irrelevant. Well, no, <laughs> I mean your future. Do you, are you investing, like, the next two years of this I, championship window into a guy who is very unproven. I think there's a pretty good chance that if Tom Brady went to San Francisco, they would be the preseason Super Bowl favorite. Mm. They would be, if not if not the, they would be in the top three yeah. odds. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned him as well. Lamar Jackson. Where's he playing football next year? Baltimore. The New York Jets. Baltimore. Gets traded to the Jets. You guys both are speaking with a level of certainty. Baltimore. It's just, it's not Baltimore. He doesn't want to play there. <laughs> he won't say it. <laughs> He's unwilling to say it, and I don't know why. He's essentially just doing cryptic Instagram posts instead that say things like, "Well, that's what that's you what millennials what wanted, do, man." People will tell you, and we got to stop acting surprised by that. You know, that's just that's <laughs> yeah, the know. way of the future. What do you think, Nick? Because I, I think Baltimore stays there. I, I, I think there's a chance that the Ravens could tag him. Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't feel like he is coming back for another season. I don't know if I necessarily blame him either. Like at some point. There is a way the business is done with quarterbacks, and you can say you don't believe in Lamar Jackson or that he'll ever win a Super Bowl. That's that's perfectly fine, and you're justified in feeling that way. However, quarterbacks of his skill level get paid. They don't play under the franchise tag. They don't play this long without getting a contract extension. I don't feel like he should be the exception to the rule. So I think he's probably in New York or Atlanta or maybe Chicago, right? Like maybe the Bears are saying, you know, we're not really buying into Justin Fields. We'll give you him. If you were the Jets, would you, I just told you I don't. I think the Jets should go get Derek Carr. But if you were the Jets, if you had a, if you knew for sure Lamar was available, would you give up your first round yes. pick and stuff for Lamar? Yes, I yes. absolutely would as well. Yeah, how there's, would you not? There's reports that the Ravens would consider doing the non-exclusive franchise tender, which essentially means anyone can take him, but you got to give two first round picks to take him. There is no, there is no easier, more predictable thing than us bringing up Lamar Jackson and then the text line telling us how he'll never win a Super Bowl, which <laughs> happens every day. That's great. But I could also name 27 Correct. other quarterbacks who are Correct. never going to win a Super Bowl. Correct. And Lamar's better than all of them. He's so. got a better chance than the other 26, right? It's like, or just as good of a chance. Right. It's like, if you're not, if it's like, if you're not Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Joe Burrow, you're never winning a Super Bowl. Like, well, I mean, at some point, maybe you just go after the best guy that's available or just give up. Those are Nick's notable notes. Uh, our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, scenic views. Up next, our NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino, will ask him some of those same questions about where the quarterbacks can end up and how much faith does he have in the Chiefs to beat the Jags on Saturday. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.